How's it going, everybody? Austin Wiggins here with another episode of Off the Cuff. And this is not just any episode. This is the final episode of the first year. This is actually the what I'm officially going to be calling the season one finale. And we're we've released one episode every two weeks for the past year, and we are extraordinarily uh, pleased by that. And I mean, I just can't believe that it's already been a year and all the wonderful stories that we've been able to to uh to you know tell on this podcast and just by bringing all the wonderful people and all the wonderful stories um on here for your listening pleasure and you know and i you know i speak just and i'm I'm just in awe you know really when i sit and think about it of the graciousness and the transparency that people have displayed and just the just excitement that people have had for coming on the show throughout the course of the past year. And um, I'm just, I'm grateful. And it's been a, it's been an adventure and I'm looking forward to year two. And uh, one of the things that we're going to be pushing next year in the second year is I'm going to be pushing more group conversations. I want to have more people that are uh, I want to bring back some people that have been on or in the first year, but but bring them back on with new people. Uh, maybe bring on different people that were on the, the first season uh, and bring them in the same room. You know, a little bit of that, but just a lot more group conversation. That's kind of what I'm I'm aiming for. And I've got one in one episode in particular that I'm really excited about. That'll be we're recording in March, I believe. Just we wanted to get. The only hint I'll give you there is we want it to be a little warmer, or at least I do. So, but, um, so, you know, that brings me really now to the final episode of the year one, season one. And I'm happy today to welcome Mallory Quinn to the podcast. And I've known Mallory for many years. And we discovered shortly in that it's been a disturbing amount of years since we last saw each other, which is, you know, just the, nature of time it's like so much time can pass and you don't even realize it but luckily we were able to pick up like old friends and we just dove right into the conversation and Mallory is currently and has been for some time an employee of Disney and uh, she actually works at the or currently working at the Orlando Park uh, Orlando Florida but she was working at the Paris location and recently got back from the Paris location and is now back in Florida working at the Orlando Park. And my gosh, we just have such a wonderful conversation about kindness and why Disney is the most magical place on the planet. And just really talk some, we talk about technology. We talk about, you know, just her love of Disney and we talk Disney cruises. We, we It's just a jam-packed conversation. I'm very excited for you all to hear it. So without further hesitation, here we go. Well, Mallory, I can't believe it, but so I spoke to you, I literally texted you like, what, a few days ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. or I called you, I think. Mm-hmm. I Facebook messaged you and I said, hey, you know, looking for people to come on to the podcast, you know, because actually, I think this is actually going to be the last episode of year one, okay. believe it or not. This is actually the last episode <laughs> of year one, and then we'll take a couple weeks off, um, and then we'll start back with year two. Wow. So... I didn't even, and it wasn't really planned to be that way, but you're basically the series, the season finale, as it were. I feel special. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Very special. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't intended to be that way, just kind of fell that way, but, uh, you know, but it was funny because, you know, I knew, I know you're living in Orlando mm-hmm. 
And, uh, well, I wasn't exactly sure. I knew you weren't living in Rome. Yeah. You know, I knew you, I wasn't exactly sure where you were currently planning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I called you and I was like, well, you know, are you going to be happen to be back in town anytime soon? You said, well, coincidentally, I'll be there this weekend. It was meant to be. And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, what are the odds of that? So I was like, I snagged you up and I said, look, meet me, you know, you pick a spot and we'll just record and we'll talk about all the stuff. Cause I have, we apparently, we haven't seen each other in like 12 years, which I didn't even realize it had been that long. I'm kind of, I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's scarier that, uh, that much time has passed really physically hurts me thinking about it so well very (laughs) cool so man okay so this is a very fantastic conversation and just so you're aware in the episodes i do do like a two-minute introduction before this part begins Mm -hmm. so the listener they've already got some context about like who you are a little bit and you know some of our background so we don't have to start all the way from the beginning but so let's just start i'd like to start every episode off with who are you and where are we and why why are we here well, my name is Mallory Quinn. Uh, <laughs> we are in Rome, Georgia, sitting outside the library right now. Um, and I actually just chose this because it was one of the places you suggested. I really didn't even know anywhere in Rome we could go because I feel like everywhere now there's just so many new buildings and there's there's too many options for me. So that was just the easiest thing. <laughs> well, and ironically, you know, the library is a great option because it's massive. There's all sorts of meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like, so on Friday, we go up there and they're, they're closed. We're actually in the car. But so it's funny because, like, we get up to the, to the door and they, they're open every day till 830, except the week, the f- Friday, they're open till 2 o'clock, 10 to 2. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, why even, <laughs> it's like, just open up and close, you know. It's like, that's and then wild. Saturday, they're closed at 5 o'clock. So... We're at the library. It's beautiful, um, but we're we're in my car. Got the window cracked. We I think we can hear some birds in the distance, but mm-hmm. it's very peaceful. Got a nice sunset. Um, but what is what is cool about this location is that we're both from Rome. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the audience for this podcast is you know it goes beyond Rome, but it is you know down, we're close to downtown. It's very special to both of us, I'm sure, because. You know, I'm sure you have kid memories as a child oh, at yeah. this library, oh, as do I. Gosh, yeah. So it is, you know, it's in some regards, it is very poetic that we're here because we, you know, it's pretty much a, it's an icon of where we're both from, really, this well, this like, this yeah. library. So so let's just get to it. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um, you know, I don't even, and I, too, I, I come into these podcasts ignorant to a, to a degree. I, I, I know just enough to know I want to talk to the person or, um, you know, it's most people on the podcast so far have been people that I know. Um, so I, but some people I don't know. Some, sometimes it's people that I, I have almost nothing, no idea about mm-hmm. that I just meet out and about. But in, in our case, we've known each other quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I actually put you on a list because I, I just kind of literally went through my contacts one day. Or like Facebook or something. I just started like right making lists of people I wanted to talk to that are not interesting things. And you've done some pretty cool stuff. Thank you. So um, <laughs> that's kind of what I want to talk about. And I don't know the full extent of it. Mm-hmm. I just know that you work with Disney in the parks mm-hmm. in different parts of the world and have traveled. And apparently, I found out before this. So you met your husband now of three years at. Working at the park, yeah. <laughs> You're in, you were got engaged at the park, married at the park, one of the parks. So Disney clearly means a lot to you. Yeah. So how in the world did you get to where you are? Like, what did you wake up? Were you watching, you know, Cinderella as a kid, and it was like that's going to be me one day? Actually, no. I had no, um, I guess, desire to work at Disney at all. Um, it was funny because a lot of my friends and family knew that I loved Disney growing up. 
um, just because everybody seemed to be in a happy mood. It was just a good vacation for us. We had only gone twice while I was um, young, but I think it was my mom when I was in college, like my first year, she mentioned the Disney college program. I had no idea, had no idea, there we go, what it was. Um, but then I looked into it and then that was 2013. So I signed up, got in the first time, and then I was just a lifeguard and I did that for a few months. And it was a lot of back and forth trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. Um, and then fast forward to 2018. Honestly, I was just bored one day. And I oh. was... <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, I was going to sign up for another one. I didn't really have a reason. It just felt like one of those <clears throat> things. And so I just signed up for another one. Didn't think I'd get back in. And I got an email uh, saying I got in. And funnily enough, that's how my husband got in, too. He said... He literally said he was bored one day and he signed up for Wow. Okay. I, I mean, some of the greatest things in history results from somebody being bored, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so no shame in that. I think that's fantastic. It's interesting, though. So, I mean, what, growing up, did you did you watch a lot of Disney movies as a kid? Oh, yeah. My family is huge, huge Disney fanatics. Um, but we like more the history side of it. Um, it's just really interesting. Um, but again, we didn't go a lot growing up. So it was precious time when we did go there. Speaking specifically of the park in Orlando? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't even go to the other parks until, like, I was an adult because um, they have six parks around the world. So we didn't do huge stuff. We actually didn't even meet characters. If we saw one, we are like, okay, quick picture. Uh, we didn't watch the fireworks or anything. We were just specifically rides, and that was it. So when I did my college program, I did everything. And wow. Second time around, um, I got into my job accidentally. Again, like another accidental thing that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and I, it sounded boring at first, and then I here I am, like six years later, still doing it. So, is this? I mean, is this something? Is this something that you see being like a lifelong career, or do most people, you know, when they get into the work for the Disney parks? I mean, I guess it's not something you really can do forever. There are things you can do. Um, really, the job I have. <laughs> About 90%, I would say, is a bunch of retired old men just driving boats. Oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> and they love it, and I love it, too. I didn't expect to, and I'm actually working on getting my captain's license. Oh, my. Um, yeah, I didn't expect to do that either. Uh, well, there you go. But, um, yeah, I loved it, and then I went to Disneyland Paris to work there for a little bit, and then I came right back to driving the boats. So, it's there's a lot of... Um, growth in the company which is amazing so you can stay at an hourly job inside the parks or you can do internships they go all over the country um so there, there's just so much it's disney's a beast in so yeah. many ways <laughs> i mean it's 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 massive mm -hmm. i mean so i want to talk about a kind of like the, the the dynamic of how in some ways which believe it or not i've actually never been to disney world yeah you told me that <laughs> i've been to universal <laughs> once yeah um so i've been close but mm -hmm. and that was only a few like i think in i'd been 2021 so i mean almost my entire life i've not really been to many theme parks or the only okay. park i'd been to that was six was basically six flags <laughs> and i'm not a big roller coaster fa fa fanatic anyhow right so I just think it's interesting. I found out that Disney in Orlando is basically, it's almost like its own city. It is, actually. And they bought a city in uh, Florida. 
So is it literally a city, like more or less, or like pretty much kind of? Or you got Disney, and then they actually bought a city celebration. So I mean, like it, it's the biggest in the world too, because we had the most room for expansion, and they're still building. um, They're forever growing, and I think that was Walt Disney's vision in the first place. He just wanted to keep going, and then they put some parks in other countries, and then they put other resorts in other countries, and now they have cruise ships. So it's it's wild, and they they keep coming out with stuff I can't even keep up anymore. Especially, yeah, the movies, especially. I just, <laughs> well, yeah, now that they've bought out so many other mm-hmm. production companies or mm-hmm. studios, so it's like wow. So, so, um, so let's talk about. No, well, first of all, so which which parks have you been to? Is it just have you been uh, like of all six of them? Which ones have you been to? I've been to Disney World, of course, in Disneyland, California, Disneyland Paris. And then this May, my husband and I are finishing off the rest in Asia. So they got Tokyo Disney. Um, they've got a Disney in Hong Kong and Shanghai as well. So wow. we're just marking them off the list. <laughs> so is that because of, is that work related or are you guys going on your own dime? Yeah, we're going on our own dime. Just to, okay. So just, <laughs> just to see all the different. So you guys, very cool. So you, I mean, y'all are diehard then. Mm. I would say I am. My husband's just here for the red. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that either. So, gosh, okay. So, of all the parks you, but which ones have you worked at? Uh, just Disney World and Disneyland Paris. Okay, and you were there for quite a while, Paris or Disneyland? Oh, like six months. Six months. Okay, yeah. okay. So, what did you? So, what were some of the differences in the parks, and especially from like a from a uh, employee standpoint? Like, and tell me what what did you do? Because I know you ride the boat mm-hmm. now, or you drive the boat. Mm-hmm. That specific park, it just, it wasn't for me in so many ways, you know, culturally it was different. Um, And it sounds weird, but it's more of, um, they're more fans, like diehard fans in Disney World. And like, I feel like they can understand a lot of things. Um, Whereas in Disneyland Paris, I had a lot of people just come up to me and they're like, oh, hello. And then, you know, like walk away. It was very strange. Like they weren't as into Disney, I felt like. Um, but it was beautiful. The park was beautiful. Um, and I thought it was interesting because you would think that you would hear French announcements everywhere, but they mixed in with English. Sometimes I feel like they have, um, some of it in Chinese, which I thought was interesting, but you really do just get like a whole bunch of people from around the world coming to all the parks, but specifically in Disney World and Disneyland Paris, I think that's where we see a lot of the like diversity that comes to the park and you can you can certainly feel it too wow so believe me i have a train in the background <laughs> that's one of the things i love about the way we do the podcast is that you know we sort of embrace the world around us mm-hmm. which is cool you know most podcasts are in a studio and i just i've always wanted to get out and right you know experience nature and stuff sure. like that so it's like anytime i hear that i'm like i love that <laughs> that we're not cooped <laughs> up in a studio so yeah. weird. i love it you know he's <laughs> So, I mean, it's kind of a, of a cloudy sunset, right. but it's still a sunset, Yeah, it's on, on you know, but, um, okay. So what were some of the things, you know, outside of Disney, like just living in Paris, um, for extended period of time, like what were, was how much of a culture shock was that? Like just getting groceries and living your day to day in, in Paris? Um, it's funny you say the grocery thing. Cause that's one thing I do miss. Uh, there are no preservatives and you just feel healthier eating. Even when I went to McDonald's, I was like, something feels healthy about this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when I tell people the differences, it's a lot of small things. I didn't think it was like a huge 
different necessarily because it wasn't that big of a shock because we had been there before. But um, the one thing I miss was getting out of the apartment and then just walking to the grocery store. Not a lot of people drove anywhere. They would either walk or bike. But not only that, you had to go to the grocery store like every other day. Because like here in America, we get groceries sent to us and we can like save a lot of it. But um, things would go bad so quickly that you had to eat like that day or the next day um, because it was just that fresh. And my husband certainly misses this, but he would just eat... (laughs) It would just eat pastries every morning. It was just a thing to do. Oh, of um, course. Everybody thinks it's a big stereotype that probably isn't true. You see French people with bread. It's not. It's it's, it's true. Like, everywhere I look, like, somebody has, like, a huge baguette. And I'm like, all right. Okay. What were some of the best foods you had? Like, what, did you guys have, like, the escargot and oh, stuff? Yeah. Y'all did? My husband said he didn't like it, but I got a video of him saying it wasn't bad, so. <laughs> I've never had escargot. Um I have I have traveled abroad. I've been mm-hmm. to a few different countries, mainly from when I was in corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that about groceries was interesting was um, it's something you would never see in America because they they want everybody over here they they make so much money on impulse buying. Oh yeah. So it's like I don't know if it wasn't like you sort of you walk in and you get a scanner. Mm-hmm. And I think this was I forgot what country it was. I think it might have been. Holland, either it was in Germany or Holland, and you, they get a scanner and you walk in and you scan your stuff, your groceries as you put them in the buggy. Yep. Is that how it is over there as well? They had a big store like that called Auchan. I want to say that was German. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's it was a whole separate line for it too. But um, I just never did it because I never signed up for like a little card thingy. But I thought that was pretty cool, and I didn't realize it until like four months in. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's super cool because you walk in, you get a scanner, mm-hmm. if it's anything like what I saw, and as you're scanning your items, it goes into your, your cart, mm-hmm. and you just basically, at least where I was, you basically paid, you hung the scanner up, and you just paid it and left. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you didn't have to have the line mm-hmm. at the checkout, but the reason I think they wouldn't want to do that in America is they don't want people knowing how much they're spending as they go along. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice for us as <laughs> right. consumers because like, okay, oh gosh, I'm about to cross over the $100 mark mm-hmm. versus going, you know, you get your buggy full and mm-hmm. you go check out, they ring you up and it's like 300 bucks and you're like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I just think that would, that's why they don't do that in America because they want everybody to just, just impulse buy, impulse buy. Yeah, impulse buy <laughs> and not keep, they don't want people to know how much they're spending until they, it's time to, so I thought that was one of the things I was like, man, they do so many things mm-hmm. better over there, you know, in, in other countries and yeah. where Europe. You know, it's like with the preservatives you're talking about, like that was, I mean, the, the food was cleaner. The air mm. just feels cleaner. Mm. Just breathing over there. And I kind of just like just, smell flowers one day. I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and of course, I had, you know, a, 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 one of the things people know about me on this podcast mm. is my love of Starbucks. Oh. Or just coffee in general, but mm. really Starbucks. In fact, I went to Starbucks on the way over here and <laughs> I asked you if you want anything. You said you didn't, so don't want me, don't think I skimped out on her. But, uh. <laughs> But uh, it was just, but even Starbucks over there is like, it just, it's just nice, you know, and like, mm-hmm. um, and like the trains and the public transit and like, it's just so much nicer. There's so many things about Europe and that it's just so, um, it just seems like it's just so much better for like Likelihood. masses, mm-hmm. the masses, mm-hmm. you know, it's like um, group culture yeah. is a big deal over there. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of working together. To, so there's a lot about that to be said, but mm-hmm. um, so let's get, so let's talk now about like Orlando in the park with Orlando. So like, so what is your day? So what, how many different jobs have you had 
with Disney specifically at, you know, more broadly or specifically at Orlando? Like what, how many different roles have you played in your tenure there? So about, you said six years you've been working with them? I think consecutively, consecutively about like seven or eight years, but I've been back and forth a couple of times because I would work at a third party, come back home, not know what I was doing. So it was a lot of that. Um, technically in the parks, I guess I've had three so it was lifeguarding, driving the boats, and then going to Disneyland Paris in entertainment. But then third party, I worked at Disney Springs at CityWorks, um, and I was just a host there. And then Rainforest Cafe at some point where I was also a host, which is outside of Animal Kingdom. Um, so even about like five, technically. Wow. Yeah. They have a lot of third party stuff. Well, so what would you say, you know, think about, you know, kids growing up like you know they hear this or you know parents with with young ones what would you say you know about if they were wanting to get involved with disney mm-hmm. you know what's something you would say to somebody like young or growing up like maybe they're looking for maybe there's somebody you know that just want doesn't know what they want to do like you said you were just kind of bored one day and then you know like maybe there's somebody that's like i don't know what i want to do but i want to yeah. i just know i want to get out i want to do something i just yeah. but i mean that seems like a good choice for people and that honestly is where I tell people um because I have a lot of people ask me about the Disney College program and it's pretty much a paid internship and you do work a lot but you're able to go in the, to the parks you're able to meet with people from around the world and I tell people if they're ever thinking about it do it um everybody's going to have a different experience I know some friends who didn't like it, it wasn't for them so they left the company before their program was over and I've had friends who have been there since my first time um so I mean the experiences you can get just from the college program alone can lead to so many things. I mean, again, the second time around, I met my husband and then we um, have traveled the world because of that. He got his job afterwards because Disney paid for his master's. So, like, there's so many ways to grow. Um, and especially if you are in college or if you finished or you're not sure what you want to do, they have this new thing called the Aspire program where they have a list of schools and programs you can choose from and it's 100% paid for. Um, so you can still work for Disney, trying to figure it out while taking classes online or going to the local schools. Um, and I always tell people that Disney really is a human trap set by a mouse because <laughs> once you're there, it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, uh, wow. <laughs> That's profound right there. That's profound. It's like not in a bad way, but like, you know, once you're there, it's like, it's so hard to leave because you make such good friends. Um, I know a lot of my, a lot of my friends are about my dad's age. So it's funny. Like that's all my coworkers and they're like father figures and like grandpa figures. But, <laughs> um, but I've met some wonderful people there. Our lifelong best friends are there. Um, and then one of our coworkers married us. So it, you know, it, just kind of spread your roots and it just it's amazing what can come out of it it really is so let's i want you know you've mentioned the college program a couple of times i'd love to dive deeper into that so like what what how long was how long did that process take to get, or just i guess just tell me about the college program in general <laughs> just tell me about it because i'm curious um so basically you just sign up for it. You go through a web interview saying like, do you strongly agree about, you know, such and such or, you know, it's one of those kind of quizzes. Um, and then you'll get a phone interview. I know a lot has changed since after the um, pandemic. So the time frame as to which you can go changed. And I 
do, I think they went back to phone interviews, but um, anyways, they really dove into the college program more. So they got bigger and better housing now and they've got, so once you get there, um, they tell you where you're working because in the web interview, you tell them like, I'm interested in this. I'm not really interested in that. And they'll tell you once you get there where you are. Um, what are what are some of the things like that might you might say I'm like what, like expand expand on that a little bit like okay. um like what are some things that they say that you could be interested in is it like specific roles yeah. or more mm-hmm. like general interest yeah so, so like what are some of the things that you might be interested in versus not be like other people not you specifically but just people in general like what are some of the choices so when I signed up and I'm pretty sure it's still like this it was like a thing you scroll down on um and you kind of list them. And you'd say interested, not interested, not interested at all, that kind of deal. So it's like attractions, custodial, lifeguarding. Um, And if you're into entertainment, they have auditions specifically for the college program. Um, But there's, oh, I don't even know how many roles they list. Um, It's got to be like close to 40, maybe a little more. So there's a lot you can do on the college program. And then timing-wise, they used to have spring, spring advantage, which is a longer one, fall, fall advantage. Um, but now I think they have like actual specific dates. I think they work more with the, um, their time with their college. You know, if they don't quite finish in the spring, like maybe they can ex- start later in the month. Um, cause now we have so many college program kids, even in watercraft and I, it's not uh, as cut and dry as it used to be. And we have so many of them now and I feel like they're coming in and out like so quick. So it's hard to keep up with. Is there, do you have to be? enroll in a college to do this or is it just okay so it's, it yeah. can't be like just anybody of any age like you have to be enrolled in a accredited college yeah <laughs> okay 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 and then a local college i mean a local college to orlando or where you're gonna be stationed it can be anywhere um so, oh really yeah i my first one i was at a college in alabama and um they they take international students too i'm not quite sure how that works but they're called the International College Program. Um, but I had roommates from Brazil before, and then um, there's just people from all over the world that just come for the college program. And it's, depending on your college, you can actually get college credit. So because I was a lifeguard in the college I went to in Alabama, they were going to count that as like a recreation, I believe, recreational credit. Um, but then I just didn't go back to the college and I just stayed at Disney's. <laughs> well, there you go. What college did you go in Alabama? I actually lived in Alabama, in Alabama for five years. Four and a half years. I was, I lived in the Trustville, which is about 25 minutes north of Birmingham. I grew up going to a camp in Trustville. That's once. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I went to Camp Coleman. It was a Girl Scout camp. That was like my oh, first Coleman. job. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Montevallo. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right, right over there. Yeah. That's right by the, um, Vulcan. Isn't it? Isn't it right by the. Is it? Isn't Montevallo right by the... It's in Hoover, right? Or not? And, uh, or Homewood, I mean. It's close to... Homewood. Close to Homewood? Yeah, I think you're... So Sanford is also there. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Sanford. Yeah. That's right. That's the one that's by the Vulcan. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so for these of you that have no idea what we're talking about, you've never been to Alabama. Anyway, that's just kind of a little bit of a small world thing there. Yeah, but... but uh, okay, very cool. Okay, wow. I didn't realize you did that. You went to college in Alabama. But yeah, oh, yeah. I actually lived there for four and a half years and it was a... And I still have clients over there, and I'm there multiple times a month. What? And Pell City and all the, you know, Birmingham, Trustville, Spring Bowl. My sister still lives out there, so I go there quite often. I love it. So many of my best friends, like my favorite, some of my favorite people in the world mm-hmm. live live out there. So very cool. Um, so I mentioned earlier, 
you know, and I'm almost ashamed to admit it, but I've not been to Disney. You know, I really, you know, I'd love to go. And one day I'm sure I will. But explain it to me, you know, from somebody. And I'm sure there's other people listening to this that haven't been to Disney. Mm -hmm. You know, so why is it the most magical place on Earth? We hold pretty high standards for our customer service. We have one of the best in the world because we go out of our way to just make somebody's day and it could be the smallest thing ever i remember i gave a sticker to someone and they were just acting like i gave them a million bucks um, <laughs> but it just depending on what role you have you can do all sorts of things to make somebody's night so for my job on a specific boat that i drive and it's nighttime and i gotta have to read the audience a little i'll mm -hmm. sing to them over the intercom and it's something they don't expect um and sometimes like I've had parents like thank me because their kids are like knocked out in the back. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like small things like that. And then Disney really has something for everybody. So um, Gabriel, who we talked about earlier. So he messaged me while I was in France because he had never been either. He's like, so I just went to Disney and Hollywood Studios. And I was like, oh, I know what's coming. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. he used to give me heck about loving it so much. And he was like, yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. I was like, I knew you would like it. And Dabriel's one of our mutual friends. That's actually yeah. how we met Dabriel and his family. And mm -hmm. that's how, because we, did, we, we didn't go to the same high school, mm -hmm. but we were in high school at the same time in this area. Yep. So, but yeah, so Dabriel, you're talking about, and this is just obviously to the listener. Right. That, you know, um, he's just one of our mutual friends. Mm -hmm. So, and he actually lives in D.C. now and. We both has actually visited him over there. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah. uh, but so what is, I mean, I, and I have friends that, one of my friends, have, you know, goes to Disney, or they have gone several times. I think he mm -hmm. goes regularly somewhat. Um, and the one thing I hear constantly is just the technology oh, yeah. and the amount of, you know, money that's poured into these attractions and like it's just unparalleled, you know. Yep. It's just, I mean, and this is why I want to go see it. Like apparently like, the Avatar, I've heard about the Avatar ride, supposedly, is just some kind of... It's wild. And is <laughs> and there's a Star Wars, some kind of crazy Star Wars ride. Mm -hmm. well, what can you say about the rides? And and also, I want to talk about the cruises, too. Because my wife desperately <laughs> wants to go on a, a, a Disney cruise. Mm -hmm. But she thinks it's weird because we don't have kids yet. Mm -hmm. But do you have to have kids to go on it? No. Well... <laughs> I'll tell her that. Because she wants to go, like, next week. And I'm like, let's, you know, let's... Let's give it. A, let's give it a little bit of time because we're b moving into a house. We're mm -hmm. we we are already married, but we're having a big vow renewal, like mm -hmm. the traditional what most like the big wedding uh, this year. Moving into a house and this and that. So like, well, let's just Aww. let's give it a little bit of time. Yeah. You know, let's give it a, maybe a year or two before Only we can focus on that. Yeah. But so so talk about the technology and just the rides, like as, not as an employee, but just as a fan of um, Disney and the in the parks. So funnily enough, it had been a while since I had worked at Disney um, and I had I just did the annual pass holder thing for like a year. But um, the Avatar ride that I think you're thinking of, it's called Flight of Passage. And the detail that they put into these rides, it's, it's just insane. Like it's super immersive. Um, and so the crazy thing is I get motion sick very easily and go figure I drive boats. Um, that would be yes, a bit of a struggle, I can imagine. Shockingly, no. That, that that's also some kind of Disney magic. Okay, um, all right. I don't. I won't question. <laughs> neither will I. But um, so you're basically like on the back of a banshee, and you have like these little glasses on because it's 3D, 
but it really feels like you're riding some weird creature because it's the small things they do. So like you're straddling something like you're on a motorcycle, but they have something that expands under your legs. So it feels like the banshee is breathing under you and you can hear the breath in your ears. Um, And then like when you're flying, like it maneuvers you. If you actually take a look to your left and right and not so much at the screen, you can see the movement of the ride like people are kind of like stacked on each other and you can like see it but they've got some wind going they've got the smells going um and they have stuff that like sprays you in the face and i actually got to experience that as a guest at the time not as as a cast member and i remember there was one scene like you just like shoot up from under the trees above the trees and i just like started bawling my eyes <laughs> But um, like in in the light or fear or in, just uh, being overwhelmed, you was overwhelmed by it or a little bit of being overwhelmed because my grandmother had actually just passed away not too long ago, and for some reason, like the first thought in my head was like, "This is what Gigi's looking at because like she's an angel flag in heaven. Like this is probably what she sees." Like it was just such a <laughs> it sounds so cheesy, but it just felt like I was flying and like just the sunset they have in that scene was just so beautiful and I just like started bawling and I was like oh my god (laughs) I ended up telling the cast member that too and they probably thought I was crazy but I just looked like a mess coming off that ride but it's actually my favorite ride there um but they just really go into every single detail and even the new Star Wars ones the hydraulics compared to what the earlier hydraulics system used to be is it's insane because um it's basically these robots and their swift movement is so crazy and now they have trackless i don't even know if i can call it a roller coaster but it feels like one because you're being like swerving all over the place and uh, and i've heard about that mm-hmm. about the trackless system yeah and i i can't even it's hard for me because again i've not been to many parks in general mm-hmm. but man like do you have like how does that what is that like i mean is it is it kind of like bumper cars you would think it looks like bumper cars, but the best way I can explain it, and I think this is how it's work, that if you have a piece of paper and you have two magnets, one on the top, one on the bottom, if you move it around. Oh, so it uses magnetism, you think? I think, because you don't see the tracks. Yeah, I mean, you'd that. have to. Yeah, but like you look down. But it's controlled, though. Yeah. So it's it's your your movement is controlled, but it's under, mm. but it's invisible, whatever force this right. is. And you have multiple vessels or vehicles moving around at the same time yeah and some of them are like in sync with each other so you're right next to someone but they're the same movements so you're just like barely yeah i guess that's how i mean how else would they do other than just really strong magnets that's what my guess is and i'm sure somebody's told me before but that stuff goes over my head i don't (laughs) i don't understand it well the only time i've this wasn't a theme park but talking about tearing up at like a ride or an attraction Mm -hmm. so I I have been to the uh, Harry Potter. You, you know that? Did you knew that? <laughs> I knew you were a big Harry Potter fan. Okay. So I knew it was coming. So I'm a massive <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Like I have been since I was fourth grade, something like mm-hmm. that. And back in 2018, I actually went to London and did the whole Harry Potter nerd out, you know, and actually went to the studio where they mm-hmm. made the films. It used to be called Leaves to the Studios, but now they. Basically, Warner Brothers bought it, and it's Warner Brothers London now. Um, and I actually teared up when I walked in. The last thing you you go into, which there were several moments where it's just like you you can't believe what you're seeing right. as a Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. because the first thing you do, you walk into this room and they play like a little three minute video, mm-hmm. 
with like the character actors. They they've had all the actors come in and make specific content just for the tour, okay. and you can't really see it anywhere else except right. in in the tour. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the video is done, the wall literally opens up, and you're stand you're staring at the actual Great Hall oh film set. Gosh. And I, I mean that, and that wasn't even what made me cry. Almost mm -hmm. like I mean I, I didn't like ball, mm -hmm. but I mean I became teary eyed at the end when you walk the finale of the tour. And it's a four hour tour. I mean, it's, it's intense. Well, I shouldn't say you can actually you, when you get there you can stay there as long as you want, and it's kind of an unguided tour. Mm -hmm. But you can easily spend hours and four hours plus, you know. Mm -hmm. But the very end that of the part that you're guided, quote unquote. Um, they, you walk in to see the actual castle oh that they filmed. Yeah. To, so the castle that you see in the Harry Potter films is an actual brick structure. Right. And it was individually, like each brick was individually laid. Like it is a, it, the detail, and it's a, it filled up a massive room. I mean, it was about the size of a, I wouldn't say quite the size of like a student, like a, like a gymnasium and a, you know, I'd say it might have been half the size of a large gymnasium. Wow. And that room, and it's filled with the castle. Oh I mean, gosh. it's, it's, I forgot the scale, but it's, yeah. I mean, it is a massive, like, scale of the castle. And it, I, I, I cheered up because you walk in there mm -hmm. and they have the Harry Potter music playing oh and you, there's a little kiosk all around the castle yeah. and it shows you, like, how they, um, <clears throat> basically took this part of this model mm -hmm. and through computer technology and CGI, computer-generated imagery and all that, mm -hmm. they show you how they layered it and put it together to make, like, scenes from the movies. Wow. So, like, you know, like the bridge yeah. and the them walking to Hagrid's hut mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, so when you talk about tearing up at an attraction, I just yeah. immediately thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for me, that was, like, I never thought that so would happen. Like, it was extraordinary. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, I didn't want to hog the conversation no. about Harry Potter, but you, we, you started talking about that and I get, I could go down a Harry Potter rabbit trail for 10, 10 years. Oh, I believe it. And, uh, which I have listened to the same Harry Potter podcast for 17 years, believe it or not. And it's still going, but, uh, that's enough about me and Harry Potter. I don't want to bore you all, but, uh, so, but, so are there any other rides like, just like, what's the food like there? You know, like I know with like Epcot. You know, that's a whole, that's a whole conversation. It's dangerous, yeah. I mean, Epcot and, <laughs> like, what's, you know, what is that like? And I know Epcot's a, I found, I actually didn't know this, but Epcot apparently is a, it stands for something. Yeah, every payday comes on Thursday. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we remember that we get paid on Thursday. So oh, okay, like, very good. That's, a, that's very, you know, apropos then. But I forgot what it stands for. I don't even. prototype city up tomorrow. Okay, mm -hmm. really, okay. I knew, I didn't, I couldn't remember, but I knew one of my friends uh, had said that. And I was like, so what is Epcot? You know, because it is directly food. Is it basically food related or primarily food related? Or is it more, is point, it bigger than that? Yeah. Um, his original plan was... Meaning Walt Disney. Yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be just like a city, like a safe city. And um, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's... Kind of, yeah, just pretty much that, like a controlled city where you can control the environment. Um, and there was supposed to be the monorail as their main source of transportation. It was supposed to be like this big 
uh, neighborhood and you can actually see the prototype they had inside Magic Kingdom on the people mover and you just kind of go by of like the small plan that they had but it his brother Roy when he took over um because Walt passed away before the parks were finished um and then Epcot came later but uh he just kind of took it into his own hands and so there's a cool futuristic part in the front which they actually redid and they're still you know building and continuing to grow um but the back half is the it's the world showcase so um you've got the ball here and then back here you just go all around so like it's mexico norway china africa it's it's just amazing but um they have something called the international or the food and wine festival or less i love and uh they have stands and they'll have more countries so like Brazil isn't part of the world showcase, but they'll just have, you know, like that or Belgium, like just in between them. Um, and it's, they kind of give you a taste of their food. Um, and they also have drinks around the world. <laughs> so that time of year is fun for a lot of the guests. <laughs> oh, yes. Do they have like a Oktoberfest in, incorporated in any of that for like Germany or? Kind of, but not really. They don't really go all out for it, but they do have stuff during the Food and Wine Festival because it's around that time. It's like in November, so it's not exactly on time of that, but um, they'll have stuff like a, a specialized beer or food, um, but it's just amazing, like all the stuff that they come up with, because I've been to some of those actual countries before and the taste is like pretty on par like they have escargot in france and then they had um like a shepherd's pie in england so i mean a lot of it was pretty close to the actual taste of like what we've tasted Hmm. in those countries so it's it's pretty amazing i'm assuming i mean do they bring people in like the people to prepare the food are there or is it mostly just I think a lot of it's just regular cast members, but in the if you look in the world showcases, the majority of the cast members are from that country, um, and so sometimes depending on because they have like actual restaurants in there too, and not just stands, and there are people from that country actually preparing the food, so it feels a little more real. So I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Do they get the like ingredients imported from? Other countries. I wonder. How, I wonder. They have a lot of how legitimate they go all out in yeah. that regard. I mean, they have a lot of international stores around Orlando. I mean, I go to the. Hmm. There's an Asian supermarket that I love in Orlando. So um, indirectly, the, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's it's coming from something like that. Yeah, yeah. I've never really. That's interesting. Dove into it, yeah, but it's. Oh, and that's as I think too much about stuff like that. That's <laughs> that's kind of a running theme for this podcast. So like, yeah. I see a truck going down the road, and I think about all the millions of parts and logistics and the people that, you know, and like, where's the truck going? And mm-hmm. where did all that come from? And like, who's, you know, who paid for it? So I just, it's I, fun on a road trip, though. I mean, well, I mean, I drive a lot. <laughs> I think I'm say. just, I think I've, I mean, I drive about 100 miles a day on average. Mm-hmm. There's one month last year, I drove 4,000 miles in one month. Ooh. Uh, so I think I've, I think I've driven myself loco like crazy. So I think I'm only a few notches away from, uh, uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway. Okay, but that's got to be pretty fun. <laughs> At least you're entertaining yourself. <laughs> yeah, so like I think that's why all my cameras have names. Oh, that's awesome. Like everyone, like I, I've just, ever since I started buying cameras and like GoPros and 
they all have I actually name them all so I'm like you have you have Tom Hanks and his character I think of his you know volleyball Wilson so I'm like I'm like I kind of thought about it one day I was like I kind of am like 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 the castaway guy you know (laughs) hanging out with my cameras and my technology (laughs) but uh, they keep me company that's gotta be funny though if it messes up and you're just screaming Wilson at an animal (sighs) yeah my first one's name is Annie named after my mom her middle name's Ann so and that was back in 2012 when I got it my first like quote unquote professional camera but um, so I know I mentioned we're actually getting close to time believe it or not I know I told you it goes by quick yeah for real but I want to talk about really a couple things two more Mm -hmm. things before we get to our recommendations Mm -hmm. so I mentioned the Disney cruises Mm -hmm. what do you know about the Disney cruises and you know what can you say about that I mean to somebody who I know very little about the Disney cruises I mean other than what you would assume, mm-hmm. you know, what one might theorize. Yeah. But like, um, what's special about the cruises? Like, why are they so popular? It's kind of the same thing for the parks. Our um, customer service is just through the roof. Um, and it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just a happy environment the entire time. Uh, they have so many cruise ships. Now, I think they have seven or eight. I've lost count. Again, it's one of those things they just keep building and I just can't get back. But um, they have a lot of different places they're going to. Um, their main one is about an hour away from us. Um, it's Port Canaveral. And then we took like a three-day one, came back. It was fine. That was my first cruise. I wanted to dip my toes in it. Um, and there's just so much to do on the boats. Um, do they go to other countries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're expanding even more. Really? Oh, yeah. They've got some in Australia. they oh, got my. some in Barcelona. They're, and they're all over the U.S., too. Some of the ports, I think there's one in Galveston. And... Is there an Alaskan cruise? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that may be it because I've always wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise and my wife's mm-hmm. always wanted to go on a Disney cruise. So that might be our way to there you go. kill like 10 birds with one stole. Yeah, for real. Because, so like, now, what is it like, what are some of the differences in a Disney cruise versus a standard cruise? Like, I'm assuming there's just Disney characters everywhere yeah. and very kid-centric, I'm assuming. You would think, but the funny thing is I didn't see that many kids on ours. Really? Mainly because they do have kid clubs and they do have areas where are just adult only. Um, and it was a short cruise, but I honestly, I didn't see that many. I saw, I think, more adults lining up to see characters than the kids. Um, and I don't know if it was just because it was just a time of year where they'd be in school or something. But yeah, I... Mm don't think i saw that many kids and then even on the island they own their own island um and of course as, as one does right and disney just owns the world at this point. <laughs> it's like what do they not own oh yeah that'd be a shorter list <laughs> yeah probably but even there there's like an adult only beach and it's not what you think but yeah there's no kids <laughs> oh no i got you <laughs> yeah thank you. but um well there you go um now is it like what kind of live attraction, like what kind of live entertainment is it? Is it basically like very much like if the Disney parks just you chipped off a piece of it mm-hmm. and just put it on the water? Yeah, because they do have, um, they'll have like small snippets of like a Disney movie that they have uh, Tangled. I think one of them has Aladdin, if I'm not mistaken, and then Little Mermaid, stuff like that. So there's definitely stuff you can sit down for. They have movie nights, they have trivia nights, karaoke. Well, and that, and that actually made me feel like, this is an interesting question I want, from somebody who loves Disney as much as you do. Like, what are your favorite, what's your top three 
and this may be an impossible question, but what are your top three Disney movies all time? Emperor's New Grooves, Pollyanna, and this one. It's not technically Disney, but the live action Cinderella with Brandy in it. <laughs> You've got to meet my wife then because her favorite movie is Emperor's New Groove. Are you serious? Yes. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. We've already, like, we've been married about a, not even a year. Hmm. Um, and before that, I think we've, we've been almost two years together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've probably seen that with her four times. That's amazing. She loves Emperor. <laughs> like, she quotes it all the time. Yes. It's like, you're supposed to be dead or whatever it is, you know, like, a llama. So, uh, you've got to meet her. Yeah. But yeah, she, yeah, y'all would really hit it off, I think. But yeah. Um, so, okay, the last thing before we get to our wrecks, because we're coming up on about the 50 minute mark, on, at least on the recording side, and I try to keep these. I mean, I, I tell everybody, I, I could talk for, if you let me go, I could probably talk for four mm-hmm. hours, people, and just like, you know, notice it. But <laughs> I want to talk about, so like, let's talk about some like life hacks for Disney life hacks. So, like, if you're a family, you know, families, they got, you know, mom, dad, two kids, mm-hmm. you know, you're wanting to go spend a week during the summer or what are some tips, tricks, life hacks or things to, you know, how can you, if you had five days or a few days, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how can one best optimize that time? Like what are some just best practices, tips, tricks? Planning is key because they've changed so much of it now um, with the rides, getting on the rides. They have a new system of uh, you actually have to pay if you want to get in a specialized line. But um, my biggest thing is that everybody thinks you have to go to a Disney resort. But my husband and I talk about this all the time, but you don't spend that much time at a Disney resort unless you're at the ones right next to the park and you just like walk over and let the kids nap or something. But if you're going all out in the parks, I would suggest getting like a third party Disney resort or just getting somewhere nearby to kind of start out. Because when you first go to Disney, it sounds crazy, but I tell people to do everything. That way, next time you know what to do, and it'll be like, it'll be crazy because there's so much to do. But And imagine you walk a lot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are, what do you recommend, like a certain type of shoe? Dr. Scholl's. Dr. Scholl's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, Dr. Scholl's. Because, I mean, there's a physical element beyond just logistics. Oh, yeah. There's a cost element. There's a logistics element. But the physical element, I don't think people may not think about that no and you really do walk a lot i didn't know the importance of a shoe until i met my mother-in-law who's a physical therapist and i was just having some kind of problem and she said it's your shoes and i changed them up it was fine (laughs) but yeah that's the huge thing is like so your feet aren't absolutely killing you just get some comfortable shoes dr Scholz is the best one that i've found so far because i've walked a ton in those parks and i walk a ton for my job to like getting off the boat walking back and forth um and they they're just amazing and then i tell people all the time if you don't feel like you can handle all the planning to get a disney travel agent they're everywhere Mm. you don't pay for them and they plan everything for you and that's crazy about travel agents like Mm -hmm. this is something i didn't know until recently i've just never had a reason to really look into it i guess Mm -hmm. but they in most cases if not all they don't charge you they they Mm -hmm. basically get a commission for everything that they get you yep and I'm like, well, why wouldn't everybody use a travel agent? I know, because they think they got to pay for it. <laughs> and I know, I'm like, if I was a travel agent, I'd be putting billboards up. Mm-hmm. I'm free, you know? Because I'm like, it's amazing to me how many people in, that I talk to that don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm in, actually, I'm in a networking group. It's like 
technically global. It is a global networking group, but we are starting a chapter here in Rome. I've been part of four other or three other chapters, and um, well, I've come across some, you know, travel agents, and mm-hmm. that's how I kind of learned about. It. I was like, well, yeah. I would be like that. I'd lead with that. Yep. You're like, you know, because it's a misunderstanding. I didn't understand that. Right. You know, but uh, that's a little bit of a rabbit hole. But yeah, um, and we, you know, with our honeymoon, we're going to California, um, <laughs> and we have a got a used a travel agent. Yeah. And it's been excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's just so easy. And they always have, like, the ends for everything, too. They and it, they, and it's it. safer, you know, because yeah. they know they have connections. Like, you're not just having, okay, mm-hmm. this Airbnb, am I going to get shot? Yep. You know, am I going to, you know, am I going to survive this trip? I don't know anything about it, but they right. had that insight. Yep. You know, just from a safety place. standpoint, yeah. mm-hmm. the financial benefit of it. And they, you know, they just know how to get the most bang for your buck. They sure do. And so that's... And that's not my recommendation, but I'm adding that as a recommendation. Use a travel agent. Yes. Because, yeah. oh my gosh. So, and then one last thing kind of came in my mind before we get to our recommendations. And it's just like, is there a story that in your time, you know, whether it be as an employee or just a Disney goer, just one story that comes to mind in any capacity that just melts your heart? Yeah. Um. As it relates to Disney parks. Yeah, there's quite a few, but a lot of them have to pertain with the Make-A-Wish kids and um, the program that Gary Sinise also has. I cannot think of the name of it, but it's basically um, families of uh, fallen soldiers, I believe. And he just like takes all the kids to Disney and their family. And it's just, he's got the purest heart ever. Um, And then the Make-A-Wish kids, uh, sometimes they end up okay. Sometimes they don't, but like, just seeing those kids and seeing their wish being fulfilled and those kids of fallen soldiers, like their eyes lighting up. And that's what they tell you when you first start working for Disney is, um, you know, it can get kind of like just the routine of everything. You're doing the same thing every day. So I work at night. So all these people are so tired and they're kind of cantankerous by that time of night. Um, but sometimes you get the happy ones and they tell you when you first get there, like, it may be your billionth time at Disney, but it's probably someone's first. So please treat it as their first. And you never know what is going on with them, but just treat them with kindness the best you can. And I don't know, just um, even the smallest things you can do again, like that person I gave a sticker to, you know, that just made their entire day. And I was like, oh, it's just a sticker. But Well, and, and, and I've talked about this on some episodes we've done. I actually had a, a breast cancer survivor on the show mm-hmm. um, several episodes back, and we talked about kindness mm-hmm. and just how people underestimate or undervalue the, the power of kindness. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like the simplest acts of kindness can have the biggest, because mm-hmm. we live in, I mean, there's, I mean, it's the safest time to be able, I mean, it's the, so historically it's the safest time you know, but at the same time, it's very isolated. You know, it's very, uh, I don't know, people are just they kind of keep to themselves. Yeah. Talking on the phone is kind of a, almost a burden in some, yeah. like people, you don't, I don't, so I don't know what, I don't want to get too much into all of that because that's a whole other episode right there, just mm-hmm. like thinking about, but it's like kindness. It's like just handing somebody a sticker and a smile. That may be the only smile they saw that week. I don't know. Yeah. It really You don't know their life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So it's like, and I just, it's, it's mind blowing, you know, how kindness, maybe, I don't know if it just were just, maybe it used to be more abundant. I don't know. 
but it's just seems like it seems like it's so much easier these days to make someone smile if you're just kind to them. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, you know. But um, well, very cool. So we are pretty much at time. So we have just we have time just enough for our recommendations. But before we get to that. And I don't know what your recommendation is. You you seem when I asked you before we started, you seemed pretty excited to share it. And I was like, I was I had to force myself not to ask you because I try to, I try to be you know surprised at the end too because I like to learn, you know, with the listener. But um, mm-hmm. so before we do that though, is there anything you want to add that you know maybe I've glossed over or something we've we've touched on you want to add to or anything at all that you know, kind of a closing. Um, you know, life is short. You just, if you feel like you want to take a Disney trip, you take that Disney trip. And that's kind of like leading into um, my recommendation, too, is I... Well, go ahead, Molly. <laughs> go, just, well, go ahead. Go right into it. Go ahead. Um, that's literally it. Like, just take the trip. Um, a few years ago, I was in a really bad wreck that um, it killed my friend. Um, and something just, like, I saw a lot. <laughs> I went through a lot and something just like snapped in me, but in a good way. Um, and I was with my best friend at the time we were living out West and I just had this big YOLO mentality. Oh. <laughs> That's when that was big at the time too. So, um, he would just like text me. He's like, you want to go to Vegas? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and he would just say, you want to go to Disneyland? Yep. So, um, I tell people all the time, just take the trip do the darn thing and I think my siblings find it annoying <laughs> that I do this now but it's like that with anything they would like if they say oh I want to go to Maryland this summer I'm like all right let's do it let's sit down and I'll we'll sit down that second and be like all right let's see if we can do this when are you off Da-da-da-da. like I'll go for it and um it's really opened up more opportunities for me I mean that's why I'm traveling so much is because life really is short I mean yep. we're just talking about like the last time we saw each other and it's like how did that much years goes by it goes by fast and yeah oh it does you just you've gotta you gotta do it you know people like to say like oh i'd love to i'm like do it yeah <laughs> well and my goodness because we actually share that mm-hmm. like that is i i like that my, that is my philosophy mm-hmm. like i'm the kind of guy that's like look you want to go look it's not that hard i mean it you know even if you have to save for six months you can do a lot of stuff for less than a thousand bucks yeah you know, if you, you know, you could, it's money, yes, it can be expensive to travel, but if you're using a travel agent or doing things that are smart, I think a lot of times, people, it's it's for some reason, especially growing up in a smaller town, mm-hmm. I think the thought of travel or getting out in the world is kind of yep. a mystical thing. Yep. Where it's really not. I mean, it's literally, you can get the Delta app and say, oh, I want to go boop, 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 and here's... 400 bucks fly southwest here's 300 bucks round trip mm-hmm. and it's like you know that's not necessarily cheap but right. and there are tricks you know, to that too like getting cheap flights on certain times too yeah i mean there's apps that help mm-hmm. with that and it's mm-hmm. like the cost is a thing but it's not as much of a thing as people think it is right and especially now with airbnb oh yeah you know and it's mm-hmm. like you can share like get multiple people to go it's like traveling has never been more efficient mm-hmm. safer mm-hmm. uh affordable you know so yeah. um and it's funny you say that because, like, not just with travel, but, like, other things, too. Uh, there's a movie that came out. I don't know. It's been a while now. But it was, had Jim Carrey in it called Yes Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. So, I, that was t- talking about your whole YOLO experience. When I saw that movie, and it wasn't like a 
tremendous life change or anything, but mm-hmm. it, it something about that spoke to me. It's like, want to learn guitar? Yes. Want to, you know, want to go take dance lessons? Yes. He's like walking down the street and just taking all the little tabs, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at, you know, on the little flyers at the, you know, coffee shop or whatever. And ever since I saw that, I was like, man, obviously he took it a little too extreme, yeah. you know, it almost killed him, but because <laughs> he thought he was under a curse or something, but, you know, so I'm not quite, I mean, a little smarter about it than he was, but, right. you know, I think that's so incredible and so valuable to just say yes to stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but, and not to drugs or, you know, things that are going to kill you. I mean, there's, you know, we don't want to say yes to everything, but so many people say no to things that are just that are good for you yeah. or just fun or, you know, oh, I just, I can't do that. I don't know. It's, right. a, it's like, yes, you can do it. Yeah, and you'll, and, come out of it, and yeah. everything leads, everything is a snowball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you do one thing and that leads to that snowball rolls down the hill and it grows. And you do this thing and it rolls and it start, turns into a snowball Absolutely. and you meet people. And that's what this whole podcast is actually yeah. about. I mean, mm-hmm. I started this whole podcast about my love of people, networking, storytelling, documentary, mm-hmm. storytelling, um, and every one, every episode I do leads to another one, typically. So it's like, oh, this podcast is a massive snowball. Right, yeah. You know. Um, New money will come and go, but, you know, it's the experience that... Yeah. Um, so you got to take it when you can. Absolutely. So when you, I'm glad you said that, because that's... I didn't realize, but we we definitely... That's a big thing we have in common, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'll preach it. I preach it a lot, a lot of times. People actually... People probably get annoyed at me, too, because I'm like, you get, look, do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, okay, like okay. Shia LaBeouf in your head. But just do it. Shia LaBeouf, what a <laughs> what a kook! But interesting case, interesting. There's a little less about that, but he's had he's had his interesting moments. But so my recommendations, a bit more pragmatic, and you know, but this is effectively one of the things I've done this several times. But a lot of people complain about their phones mm-hmm. when they get older. You know, they've they've had their phone four or five years maybe, and they're like, man, the battery life is terrible, and they're like, you hear people, I got to get a new phone. Mm-hmm. Well. You don't have to get a new phone. You can actually just replace the battery mm-hmm. on your iPhone. And I think to replace the batteries like eighty bucks or something like that. Yeah, you know, not it's bad. not bad. I mean, if you've had a phone for four years, you know, so that's something I recommend. And if you have Apple Care, which I do, mm-hmm. um, I think I pay like twelve bucks a month for lost and theft, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, loss and theft and damage, okay. like total coverage. It's like twelve bucks a month, and I travel so much, and I'm out for my job, so I want that for sure. Mm-hmm. And if the if the capacity gets below eighty mm-hmm. percent, they'll try they'll replace it for free. So awesome. yeah, you basically get an a, a, an indefinite free battery, you know, if if you wanted to keep the same phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I that's my, my that's my recommendation yeah. is if you have a phone, battery's not great. Think about re- replacing the battery, not the phone. A lot, a lot of people don't think that because it's yeah. you know you can't like there's not like a, a pouch on the back that a compartment where you can like put some fresh double A's in it or something right. and you know it's like yeah, exactly. the, I, the people just don't think about it yeah. it's like so but anyway well very cool so <laughs> we're right out of the hour Mallory so I know it's hard to believe these go by so so fast but I um I know you've basically already said your closing statement but or comment mm-hmm. but is there anything before we just completely wrap it up anything you want to add um Give yourself the small wins for the day. I know a lot of people get so wrapped up in life and you really just have to be easier on yourself. Like make your bed. And if that's the only thing that you did today, give it to yourself. Like just take it one day at a time and just give it one hour at a time. Yeah, It's like one day, like sometimes you just got to take it half hour at Mm -hmm. a time. Like that phrase, what's uh, I don't, I've never seen the movies fast, the fast and furious. I've never Mm -hmm. seen those. Yeah, me neither. But 
there's like a famous line I, I live my life a quarter mile at a time it's like I, I live my day a quarter day at a time you know it's like you know like, let true. me get through lunch let's get through the afternoon yeah. you know one you know so i agree with you that's a big deal and living in the moment it's yeah, like for sure that's the hardest thing i think people i have struggled with that right and i've had to force myself like to you know only worry or not worry but just focus on now, mm-hmm. you know, like the keep the, yeah. the future, keep tomorrow, keep next week, keep next year, you know, on the back burner, mm-hmm. you know, it's there, mm-hmm. but you know, your, your boiling water is on the, is that, that's where you need to be, your, your, right. your noodles, <laughs> you know, your noodles are boiling the boiling water. You got to take care of those guys while your your beans simmer or your whatever, your, your green beans simmer in the yeah. back. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. You know, it's there, but it's like, you know. What's simmering and what's boiling? Right. You know. Good comparison. I like that. Um, and you know, anyway. So, well, very good. Well, again, I could go literally for hours and hours, <laughs> but I have to force myself to try to keep these around an hour. So, mm-hmm. um, well, thank you, Mallory. It is I greatly appreciate you coming on, and the fact that you are just happened to literally be here like the <laughs> t- for four days after I asked you yeah. to come on because I try, I try to do these in, in person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only done one remote. So, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. I'm humbled, honored to have you. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me. It was fun. <laughs> very good. Take care.